The Bill Myers Show podcast is sponsored by Clouser Drilling. They've been leading the way in Southern Oregon well drilling for over 50 years. Find out more about them at clouserdrilling.com. Once again, more with Bill Meyer. Good morning and happy Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Heard a good one? Want to talk about one? You're certainly welcome to check in. 770-5633-770-KMED. Actually, everything is uh, normally uh, fine technically today. Uh, Spectrum managed to uh, keep things on overnight in uh, Southern Oregon. When, boy, I've got to tell you, after about, uh, oh, what, 27, 28 hours of outages out of uh, 48 hours of service, that sort of thing. And uh, apparently the one earlier this week, was it a Tuesday going into Wednesday? No, is it Monday going into Tuesday? Yeah, Monday going into Tuesday. Try to get the, get the day straight. That's right. I didn't work on Monday because of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. Day when I took that day off. And so that was off because of the bad weather, the bad weather that had been going up and down the I-5 corridor. And then the one that had been suffered yesterday up until around uh, 930, 930 uh, actually about 1130, I think is when it actually all came back. No, 1030, sometime yesterday morning. Uh, Spectrum ended up uh, getting back on the air for everybody. And that one apparently due to vandalism, real vandalism. What would you do with people that uh, ended up uh, damaging some 2,000 feet of fiber internet cable that is a big communications network for Southern Oregon? I'm really curious as to, uh, you know, what happened, how this happened, and you know, some of the details. And Spectrum at this point in time is not really saying a whole lot about it, but uh, I did get this uh, from Eric. You know, Eric, the uh, the high-tech guy that uh, writes the show from uh, Action Data Tell, he wrote yesterday about how 2,000 feet of uh, fiber had been uh, had been ordered to replace the damaged section of it. 2,000 feet, it's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage, or maybe it's one of those things where you figure you're better off to just, uh, you know, replace the whole run rather than putting a few patches in. Maybe that's it. I, I've really never done any work involving fiber optic cable so i'm not really knowledgeable about it but i'm just kind of you know presuming this i mean yeah i know what happens and how uh and how uh ridiculous and how damaging it can be to have infrastructure taken out uh back when we had am 1440 a number of years ago we actually had the bums out on the great on the greenway setting fire to the telephone cables we used to have uh our audio sent to the transmitter site out on coal mine road in Medford, on high-quality phone lines that had been there for years, years and years and years. And the homeless would uh, be living under the under one of the bridges where the telephone lines are run in conduits, and they would rip the conduits open, rip the phone lines out of it, you know, this, uh, you know, the really small electrical wires, and they would use it to start campfires. Yeah, that's the kind of uh, stuff that we've been dealing with uh, ever since that we've decided that it is much more morally superior to uh, to just allow bum them to uh, to set up shop wherever and burn the infrastructure to keep you warm. Very much uh, just weird, kind of a third world uh, reaction to this. Well, by the way, Supreme Court is going to be hearing the Grants Pass case, which I think is actually really, really good news. And maybe some adults in the room will finally uh, take the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and, you know, well, female dogs slap them upside the head over where uh, they were coming from. If you get my drift on this uh, homeless situation where 
No, unless you have all sorts of beds for them, you can't do anything. You can't move them. They can sleep anywhere they want. And I have to tell you, if they're going to keep uh, you know that kind of behavior up, if that ends up being upheld somehow, I would advocate selling off the Greenway to private property owners. I would advocate uh, selling off every public park. Close the uh, you know parks and recreation departments of every city here in Southern Oregon and every county. Sell it all off. Have it all managed by private people. And that's the way you can still actually have your parks. Dead serious. All right? All right. Uh, joining the conversation, 770-5633. But anyway, Spectrum's okay this morning. I don't know if I'm really believing the excuses, but it's just me. People are uh, writing all sorts of things. Ah, I don't know about this. I don't know about this because how does a break in, how do a couple of bums or whoever it is vandalizing the uh, the fiber in Medford uh, give problems to Spectrum all over the country? It's a, it's a reasonable question. Reasonable question. I can't answer that. Maybe they'll uh, tell us more as time goes on. All right. Some of the other, but, but still, yeah. Oh, what would I do? Oh, oh, I, oh, the question I posed, what would I do to uh, to people cutting vital infrastructure cables? I just hang them in the public square. That's all. You know, you take care. I would hang hackers in the public square, computer hackers. I would hang the uh, the scammers that are always going after the, uh, the the senior citizens and ripping them off and things like that. No, I don't want to sit there and get fines from them and everything. I'll just hang them in the public square. We know what kind of a person you are. Let's take you out of the human gene pool and just deal with it. <laughs> yes, I know it sounds a little bit extreme. Defending anything about Western civilization is now considered extreme. Defending the progress, defending the actual infrastructure, the amazing stuff that we have around. Oh, no, no, no. We have to let we have to let the aggrieved people uh, destroy the infrastructure. Hang them all. Pub- <laughs> yeah, and uh, and people that do just nasty stuff. So let's put it. Let's bring back the public stocks. I have to tell you, there, and, and I am not an authoritarian type character, but I understand why people hunger when enough disorder comes into the uh, liberal hellhole mindset, uh, much of what controls the United States of America right now. I understand why then people react and they snap back like the rubber band and they say, I want us to be like Singapore, cane them all, you know, everybody that... Uh, you know, that misbehaves right now. You understand where that kind of behavior. People want, act, you know, people want to live in a nice neighborhood, too. Everybody wants to live in a nice neighborhood with, uh, with clean water and things and power and, uh, and all your infrastructure working and uh, not having people messing up your town, okay? All right. Can't them all. <laughs> An interesting story out of Brookings. I haven't been out to Brookings for a few months, but I was keeping an eye on this story, and I know that the Newswatch 12 and KOBI have also been keeping an eye on that story about the Brookings city manager, Janelle Howard. And many months ago, she was essentially caught dead to rights stealing from Fred Meyer, the Fred Meyer in Brookings. If you go out to Brookings, you know where it is, you know, out there near the, near the downtown area. They caught her there shoplifting. Several times, apparently. They got her right there on, uh, on video. And she was um, caught dead to rights. You know, they, they had her. And she ended up pleading no contest, which essentially is like saying, okay, yeah, I did it. 
Yeah, I did it. It's, it's, it's not like you're pleading guilty, but it has essentially the same effect. Now, remember, this is someone making a lot of money, probably one of the highest paid people living in the city of Brookings, the city manager. And they finally fired her a few days ago. They finally, it took them all this time. They had to have uh, some council recalls. KOBI, uh, KDRV, bo- both reporting on that this morning. They had council recalls and replaced city councilors because there were people that were actually on the council, and they were act- they were fine. They were fine with essentially having a thief running their city. And it just astounds me how controversial sometimes in some of these uh, cities that uh, you know getting rid of someone who actually deserves to be getting rid of. Oh. You know, okay, what part of it? She's a thief, but she does her job really well, but she's a thief. Well, it would cost us money to get rid of this person, you know, who was, who stole from the Fred Meyer, you know, um, you know, Janelle, the fired city manager of Brookings. It would cost us money. Yeah, that was one of the arguments that was made this week. Uh, in fact, I was uh, looking at one of these stories here. Um, yeah, here it is. Brookings Deputy Director of Public Works and Developmental Services, Laurie Zimmer, spoke in favor of keeping the city manager in place until Howard's contract expiration in November. So in other words, 10 months from now, right? 10 months. Keep her on another 10 months because there'd be severance. I got to tell you, um, whatever happened to like a morals clause? When you're hiring city managers or administrators for the county and things like that. Hey, you do something which embarrasses the city, you're out on your butt. And then we can you like in in, in Singapore. <laughs> I'm only half kidding about this, but how kind of, well, you know, we should, uh, we're going to have to pay some severance here. And this is really, really bad. You know, so we have to keep a thief running the city of Brookings. And besides, she's competent. She just... Well, yeah, she's competent at running the city. She just steals. Yikes. Man, that uh, if that doesn't tell you a little bit about the decline of Western civilization in which you have, it's controversial to get rid of the city manager who shoplifts. And, and frankly, the people of uh, Brookings uh, stood up and they said, we don't care. Fire her. And they get a new city council on it. Oh, my goodness. The fact that it should even be a question. I don't care how competent she is. You know, she's obviously got a problem, klepto, whatever the case is. You know what type of a person you're dealing with. If you're stealing from Fred Meyer, even if you're making $110,000, $120,000 a year, there's something there you need to be finding something else to do with your life rather than running the uh, the government of Brookings. But, oh, my goodness, the fact that that was even controversial still astounds me. It tells me a lot about the challenges we face today in the United States of America. All right, uh, fight for the truth. Fight for the truth and beauty, all right? And uh, one of the main truths is that if you're going to be running a city and you steal from Fred Meyer, we figured out that, uh, okay, you're a thief. You don't get your $120,000 a year plus purse. How about that? How about them apples? And no, you don't get you don't get severance either. Frankly, there should be no severance. You better start rewriting these uh, services contracts because I know that it, back when I had a contract here, there was a clause in there that if you did anything which brought uh, embarrassment to the company, you were out. That was just the way it is. And it should be that way for anybody working in government employment, too. 
24 minutes after 6, this is the Bill Meyer Show. What's on your mind? KMED, KCMD, 770-5633 on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. In 2005, John and Dan acquired Drake's Paint, your local Benjamin Moore dealer, from their father. More important than the assets was the cherished family business name. The brothers still work hard every day to honor the name passed down from over a century, symbolizing the values and tradition the Drake's built before them. At Drake's Paint, you get top quality Benjamin Moore paint and stain and the legacy of service and value preserved for generations. Drake's Paint, your only locally owned paint store in Medford at Grants Pass. Lose weight with Mark Patrick Seminar's early bird special at $49.99. Hypnosis to eliminate cravings, binges, and stress eating. Quit smoking with Mark Patrick Seminar's. Hypnosis to end smoking desire. February 15th, Hilton Garden in Medford. Weight loss at 5.30 p.m. Registration 5 p.m. Stop smoking 8 p.m. Registration at 7.30 p.m. Sign up at markpatrickseminars.com. Home and business owners prefer to work with Stephen Westfall Roofing, Inc. Free estimates, affordable, efficient, friendly, fast, arrive on time, finish on time. You can count on us for quality roofing. Call us today. Get your estimate tomorrow. 601-9108. CCB number 230804. What does it feel like to file with TaxLayer and get your guaranteed maximum refund? It feels like the last level of a video game, facing off against the final boss who stands between you and your refund. All your refund is belong to me. Using the power of TaxLayer like a secret power-up he doesn't see coming. Only the most tax-confident can defeat me. Throwing your laptop at his video game face and watching him crumble into a giant pile of shiny coin tax refunds. Oh, not fair. You use TaxLayer. Save up to 80% when you file with TaxLayer. Start for free. Hi, I'm Matt Stone, owner of Stone Heating and Air, and I'm on 106.3 KMED. Not exactly that cold this morning, about 47 degrees out by the airport. Of course, the airport's always installed in the lowest fog bank area. That's just uh, kind of the nature of it. I don't see much fog today, but boy, yesterday was a mess. Other news here in southwest Oregon. Dutch Bros is going to be shrinking in Grants Pass. I was reading this in the Oregonian this morning. Dutch Bros is going to move some corporate jobs from Oregon to Arizona to be closer to growing markets. 40%, 40% of the staff in Southern Oregon currently in Grants Pass is going to be moving over to Arizona, to near Phoenix. Dutch Bros headquarters will remain in Southern Oregon, but the company's new CEO, Christine Barone, will live in Arizona. That's where she worked before Dutch Bros hired her last year. Is it just because the CEO lives there? Is that really where they... Well, maybe that is where the growth is. I can't help but wonder, though, and just uh, just run this through your head. We have that corporate activity tax unwisely passed here in the state legislature. You know that one in which it doesn't matter if you're making a profit on the money going through your company. The money goes through your company, and you then have to pay the state of Oregon a percentage of it doesn't matter if you're losing money or not. I wonder what role the corporate activity tax played or may have played in 40% of the Dutch bro jobs and people vanishing from Grants Pass, and they're going to be moving near Phoenix, Arizona. What role? Now, they're going to say, of course, that, uh, well, this is because of the, this is where the growth is, you know, the Sun Belt and things like that. 
Uh, nobody wants to come out there and say, yeah, state of Oregon is really against anybody making a profit or just being in business in general. And so we're getting out while the getting is good. At least 40 percent of the company goes. You know, you have to wonder. 28 minutes after six. What's on your mind? Let's go to Minor Dave. Minor Dave, I'm glad you called. You have an interesting story you were telling me about Kirby Jackson. Interesting a researcher here. He's, he's an interesting cat. And this is uh, with property over on the Iron Gate. Now, it is Conspiracy yeah, Theory Thursday, so I'll let you run wild, okay? Yeah, well, well what he found out is, is that there's a lot of uh, Shasta people, the people of Shasta, that own the land privately because they're not a recognized tribe. Mm -hmm. So they, they purchased the land, and then when they built the uh, lake— Okay, who is they? Who is they? Uh, the government, or okay. PPNL or whoever. Okay, PPNL right? purchased uh, the land. This is when they uh, put the Iron Gate Dam in years ago, right? Right. Okay. And they seized the property under eminent domain. Oh. And so, so uh, uh, the, now that they're ripping them out, I believe that the land should be returned to them. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I believe it within my whole heart, since the dams are gone, why does the state need to take the property? And whatever they think they're going to do with it, rather than return it to uh, the people that it originally belonged to or their descendants. Huh. Is that Does that land have any particular value? Uh, it would for the Shasta people, because uh -huh. then they could turn it into uh, their... Uh, for their rituals, they do. You know, uh, in fact, the uh, what, what would they be performing rituals on top of all of the uh, the sediment blowing out of the dam? Or, I'm sorry well, to be a little flippant about it, is, but you know, they, they could uh, they could get the money for recovering it that's uh, allocated. Oh, now that's an interesting point. It would be interesting to see if the people that uh, of, of the of the Shasta tribe. Could uh, could get some of that land back that was seized originally. I wonder if they would uh, then demand. Well, your ancestors were also paid money for this in exchange. No, it was pro it was probably a pittance at the time, wasn't it? Well, what I'm saying is, is uh, the Shasta people. I know a lot of them, mm -hmm. and they're re they're really nice. They've they've integrated into our society. They don't want to. They don't want to do it as a tribe per se, oh. like uh, be have their land controlled by uh, the. Uh, a lot of them are ranchers, so uh, they could theoretically use some of that land by planting grass in and then using it for grazing. Okay, well that would be an interesting writing of a wrong. You know, I'm not a big fan of uh, eminent domain in the first place, but I suppose there was a collective good that came through something like this. If assuming that uh, that Kirby's research were to Bear some fruit. That's very interesting. You know that, that, but you bring up something else which has always irritated me to the core, to a certain extent. How um, you're only a tribe if the Bureau of Indian Affairs or Congress, well, you have to be a recognized pri a tribe. It doesn't matter if you were a real tribe and you actually had people there and you considered yourself a tribe. It's only if you're recognized. Otherwise, you're not recognized. We don't recognize you. It's like you just didn't exist there. Isn't that yeah, weird? That's right. And uh, I recognize them, and I would like— uh, I mean, a lot of people down here recognize them. And so I find it fascinating that uh, there is such a uh, such a resistance to recognizing those tribes. But Well, yeah. it's because they outnumber the crook. Uh, they were the biggest tribe here uh, when they had tribal—when they were tribe. And, uh, they, oh, so you have to protect the Karuk 
crooks or <laughs> no, 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 yeah, it's Karuk, well, not crooks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, those guys are natural enemies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In other words, we want to be the biggest mob. We want to be the the biggest tribal mob in the area, right? And so you have to squash any other rival tribal mobs. Tribal mobs, right? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Human nature. Hey, keep me in the loop on that, Dave. That's interesting. If a uh, if Caribbean's uh, research ends up finding maybe some uh, some legal theory to give back some of that land that was seized back in the original construction days. Six thirty three. Hi, KMD, KCMD. Good morning. Who's this? Uh, this is George. George, how are you? Welcome. Uh, uh, Dutch Brothers, Flying Lark. Okay. That's why. That's why they're moving, probably. Oh well, remember, uh, Flying Lark though had nothing to do with uh, the current structure of Dutch Bros because Travis Borsma, is, you know, is is no longer in control of the company. That was his own money that I think he was uh, using with Flying Lark. Although that was certainly a uh, excrement show, and it's sad what happened with that. Wouldn't you say? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so uh, I I wouldn't blame him if that was the came down to the thing Mm -hmm. uh because uh that was a mess yeah it was a mess and i think it was probably and i know since this is conspiracy theory thursday i'll let my uh my theory run wild uh travis didn't pay off the right corrupt democrats to uh, to make things change okay exactly yeah exactly Yeah, yeah because it's amazing how there were exceptions made for uh, for interests up north, you know, running the same kind of uh, a situation, in my opinion, and uh, and then there were other, t- and then you have one tribal mob getting upset at another tribal mob, and hey, don't get involved, don't don't give us any competition on our business, right? That kind of thing, just right. kind of like what Dave was talking about. Hmm. Yeah. But if they had paid off, if Travis had paid off enough of the of the right corrupt Democrats, maybe something could have been. Not that I advocate paying off corrupt Democrats. I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that. But uh, right, yeah, yeah. But that is in reality, I think, what was going on. Right, that's politics. Yeah, hmm. he probably. I know Travis Borsma probably could have saved himself a lot of trouble if he had just uh, bought the SEIU. If he had just bought the uh, the union, the SEIU union. And uh, right. and then contributed a lot to democratic politics. They probably would have found an exception in the Constitution with some judge. I'll bet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> George, thanks for the call. Sorry to be so cynical. I've only had half a cup of coffee so far on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Coming up, I'm going to be talking with Ian Kingsbury. And he works at a place. He's a researcher at Do No Harm. Do No Harm Medicine. They're trying to get woke out of the medical world. And he has a new piece out there. Uh, medical schools and all sorts of other schools were told by the Supreme Court, you're not supposed to do affirmative action anymore. You're not supposed to practice it the way you've been doing it. They're continuing to do it because they claim, they make a really interesting claim that uh, you get better medical outcomes when you have a minority doctor. Is there any evidence to back that up? Of course not, but they're doing it anyway. I'll talk with uh, Ian about this coming up. Mm, Good. Artisan Bakery Cafe new owners McKay and Jamie and their two sons invite you to come enjoy unique European-style pastries made fresh daily in South Medford for over 18 years. Bake goods the way they ought to be, delicious and out-of-this-world satisfying. One memorable bite after another will leave you wanting more. From cupcakes to almond bear claws, rich butter horns, fruit-filled scones, cupcakes, beignets, and more. 1325 Center Drive next to South Fred Meyer, 245-3500.
Bill Meyer with Sharice from No Wires Now. So glad I switched a dish. And if your listeners have DirecTV or cable TV, they're paying too much. And you made it easy to switch. Plus, I got the Hopper DVR and Dish's very cool voice-activated remote. Call today, tell me what you have, how much you're paying, and I think you're going to love Dish. I'll even help you lower your existing internet and cell phone bill. Call Sharice like I did. 541-680-5875. NoWiresNow.com. Restrictions apply. Call for details. Internet and cell phone service are not provided by Dish. News sponsored by Caveman Heating and Air. It's the climate and we control it. Call Caveman Heating and Air at 541-476-0009 or cavemanheating.com. Good morning. I'm Molly Smith with your NBC5 morning news update. Oregon Secretary of State LaVon Griffin-Vallade released a preliminary list of candidates to appear on the 2024 Democratic and Republican primary ballots for Oregon's May primary election. The Democratic candidates that will be on Oregon's ballot are President Joe Biden, Dean Phillips, and Marianne Williamson. The Republican candidates appearing on the ballot are Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and former President Donald Trump. And Dutch Bros is planning to move some of its corporate jobs to Arizona. According to the Oregonian, 40% of the corporate functions at Dutch Bros headquarters in Grants Pass are moving to an office in Phoenix, Arizona. This new space in Phoenix will allow the company to be closer to its fast-growing markets in the southwest. The Oregonian says despite the transition, Dutch Bros headquarters will remain in southern Oregon. And Mount Ashland Ski Area's Twilight Ski starts up today. Every Thursday and Friday, along with select Saturdays, you can hit the slopes from 3 to 9 p.m. Andrew Gast, the general manager of the ski area, tells us Twilight Ski was extremely popular last year and for good reason. Gas says adding twilight skiing on Saturdays is important because it allows families who couldn't go out on school nights to enjoy the slopes. And for those who want to participate in twilight ski all winter long, season passes are available. And that's a look at your morning headlines. For NBC5 News, I'm Molly Smith. One of each, sold VIN 224482, MSRP 21615, 3500 due, Sportage VIN 69157, MSRP 3390, 4399 due, 10K miles per year, zero security deposit, all incentives and discounts to dealer, plus tax, title, license, 150 registration processing fee, trading in a vehicle will not eliminate your debt, negative equity applied to new loan balance, ends 13124. With brand new Kias starting at 159 a month, it's time to get more in 24 at Kia Medford. More savings, more selection, more for your trade. Rush in now. Get a new 2024 Kia Soul LX Automatic, just $159 a month lease. For a new 2024 Kia Sportage LX all-wheel drive, only $199 a month lease, both for 24 months. Ready to get out of your current lease or loan? Once we make a deal, we'll pay off your trade no matter how much you owe. Need credit? Go to KiaMedford.com to get pre-approved in less than 30 seconds with no effect on your credit score. Get more in 24 with Souls, $159 a month. Sportages, $199 a a month at Kia Medford. Click KiaMedford.com. Hi, it's Jolene at Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros. If you're wondering about the condition of your tires, stop in and we'll check your tread level and give you an honest assessment on wear and your ability to navigate wet, slick roads. And if you need new tires, Phoenix Auto Center has a great selection of top brands like General, Hercules, Cooper, Continental, Falcon, Mastercraft, BF Goodrich, and more. For the best tire prices and service, see your local family-owned Phoenix Auto Center Tire Pros on Main in Phoenix. 106.3 KMED, 99.3 KCMD, and this is The Bill Meyer Show. Glad you're waking up here, 639 on Conspiracy Theory Thursday. Joining me now is Ian Kingsbury, 
He's the research director at Do No Harm. It's donoharmmedicine.org, the website. Ian, welcome to the show. And what does Do No Harm mean? What is your mission over there at Do No Harm, please? Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, we're an organization dedicated to fighting the woke corruption of healthcare. Um, and, you know, that's especially on issues related to uh, race and gender, where unfortunately uh, the healthcare establishment is just totally out of control. Uh, enforcing and implementing radical ideas um, in medicine. Hmm. And I, I talked to some people that were involved in criticizing uh, the Mayo Clinic, who has gone, which has gone, uh, you know, completely woke, in which they're looking at uh, race and ethnicity rather rather than actual medical qualifications to do things. Is this sort of a continuation of that that line of thinking that is uh, that yeah, is going it, on? It's sad, you know. It's really everywhere. Um, including the places that you would traditionally think of as centers of excellence. Um, and, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, we all sort of saw this on display uh, when those presidents of Harvard and, and MIT and Penn testified before Congress. The, the places that we used to think of as um, educating the best and brightest in America are, are now just centers of radicalism, and that's true in, in medical training and medical education as well. Hmm. Now, what about the recent Supreme Court case? Now, I know on Fox News you actually have a uh, op-ed today in which uh, medical schools, of course, were also told, along with other schools by the Supreme Court, that you're not supposed to be doing affirmative action the way it was or the, you couldn't just run crazy in this uh, particular world, striking down affirmative action. And what is happening in the medical schools in spite of these rulings here? Yeah, so... Um, after the Supreme Court made their decision in Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard and then its companion case, um, Students for Fair Admissions versus UNC, the Supreme Court says essentially that uh, schools need to stop the practice of affirmative action. And so you have some responsible institutions like the University of North Carolina making a clear statement, essentially avowing to uh, to go to the principle of, of race blindness, which is uh, the idea that most Americans back. But unfortunately, you have a lot of key players in the healthcare establishment uh, signaling their, their disagreement with the court's decision and their intention to defy the court's decision. So, uh, you know, it's going to take probably years of, of litigation to find out exactly, uh, you know, what the limits of the Supreme Court's decision are. But, you know, rather than really just uh, sort of honor the spirit of, of that decision and, and move toward race blindness. Unfortunately, it seems that a lot of these schools, a lot of medical associations are intent on, on discovering what those limits are. And you say in the, uh, the opinion piece here that the medical schools are actually promoting segregated medicine. I mean, is it, does it, um, or is it as brutal as it sounds in which, uh, you know, I'm an uptight white guy, and so I have to be served by an uptight white guy in order to uh, to get a proper medical outcome. And if I am uh, an Asian, I better have an Asian doctor. If I'm Indian, I better have an Indian doctor. Is that the kind of uh, box ticking which is going on in the medical schools, what they're thinking of should be done? Yeah, so I, I think there's a couple dimensions to this. Okay. One is that, unfortunately, uh, this idea of segregation has somehow become fashionable in recent years. Hmm. Uh, you know, an idea that uh, for the past four or five decades, Americans almost universally repudiated has somehow, you know, somehow reemerged. Uh, and so you you do actually see 
this idea of segregation being pushed in medical training at times. There was just a uh, a story that Do No Harm helped facilitate that appeared in the Wall Street Journal uh, several days ago about how the UCLA School of Medicine was segregating their students by race for certain sessions. So really? unfortunately, so, yeah, so yeah, so they're actually doing classroom sessions and and we're going to break you up by by races and put you in different classes and we're going to train you differently. Is that exactly? Yep. Students had to identify as either um, black, white or or, you know, other Uh um, and then sort themselves according to um, to how they classified themselves. And and what is the purpose of this? What what are they what goal are they trying to accomplish other than uh, it, it seems to be reimposing Jim Crow laws, you know, in 2024, right. just saying. Yeah, unfortunately, the DEI regime seems to look sort of favorably upon Jim Crow. It has this idea that, uh, you know, for, for certain minority groups, the idea of just being around white people is so intolerable and so oppressive that for their own safety, they need to be segregated and, and, and have separate learning spaces. Uh, this is, you know, it's just crazy stuff. Wow. And of course, that will be matched then in the medical centers or the hospitals, right? They'll be uh, segregated and uh, and kept away. Uh, blacks will be kept away from uh, evil whitey in the hospitals, too. Is it, is it going to extend to that, Ian? I have to ask the question. Yeah. The, you know, the way things are trending right now, it, you know, I, I would certainly worry that that's a possibility. I don't think we're that far from, you know, that sort of purposeful race matching occurring in hospital settings. Is there any evidence, Is I mean, any really hard evidence, not political evidence, is there any medical evidence, though, that, uh, that people have a better health outcome when, if you're a yeah. minority, you end up being treated by a minority doctor? And I'll give you an example of what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, I just checked my mother out of, ho- out of Providence Hospital. She spent a few days there. And... Her doctor in the uh, in there was Indian, and uh-huh. should I sue Providence because they didn't give her a white doctor for that reason? Because obviously the Indian's not going to give her a good a good health outcome. I mean, I'm just taking it to an absurd, you know, conclusion here. If this is what's going right, on. Hmm? right. Um, so uh, this is what our our report is about, and I, I would certainly encourage folks to read it to get the full view. But um, you know, the shorthand version is there are. There are a couple studies that purport to find some benefit to matching patients to doctors on the basis of their race. Hmm. Uh, however, and this is a you know a gigantic caveat, uh, those should be weighed against a much larger body of evidence that says that there is no such benefit. And so, what happens is uh, you have these medical schools and these other key players in the healthcare establishment cherry-pick the studies that align with their narratives and ignoring a much larger body of evidence that says that no such phenomenon exists. And they should know that this is wrong. You know, in our report, we talk about, for example, multivitamins, uh, where there's dozens and dozens of studies that look at the efficacy of multivitamins. And generally, the way that the healthcare establishment treats all of this is to look at it collectively and consider what is the weight of the evidence on multivitamins, not to, not what does one study say? What is the weight of the evidence? And yeah, the the, reason, the overall is there a preponderance that there could be some benefit or not? Right, that kind of thing. Right, exactly. Right, and with with rate, you know, with this rate, they call it racial concordance. Uh, 
Um, the preponderance of evidence says no. And beyond that, when you really dig into those couple studies that they cherry pick, you can see problems with those studies uh, that could explain actually why they get a result that might not be true. Could it be uh, maybe who's conducting the study? Because there's a lot of evidence right now that we have a lot of corrupt reporting going on in the medical world right now, that uh, that studies aren't all they're cracked up to be, and that quite often it seems to get the result of the paymaster. Is there any evidence right. of that maybe going on? That's Unfortunately, this has to be an ever-present concern uh, when assessing medical literature. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is it's something that now that I that I'm doing every day, but it's really astounding the degree to which certain journals really screen according to political narrative and not and not rigor. Uh, you know, the Journal of the American Medical Association is is just terrible when it comes to this. It's really just um, you know they're really just screening according to politics. Wow, and you know you you think of uh, of medicine. And you think of it as, uh, you know, lab coats and laboratories and what can you actually demonstrate via hard evidence, not uh, what my feels are, so to speak, or what my politics uh, might be, for instance. And what does this portend for the future of medicine in the United States of America if this political attitude towards, uh, you know, separating patients according to race and separating doctors according to race what what do we have to look forward to unless this is uh, vanquished sooner rather than later, Ian? Yeah, it's it's fighting for a couple of reasons. The first is that obviously all of this time that medical schools are focused on nonsense is crowding out time that uh, should be spent on uh, you know on meaningful pursuits on actually learning how to treat patients. Yeah. I spoke with a couple students at UCLA, UCLA School of Medicine, and they said that. Half of the students in their class are, are failing critical exams because they're spending so much time learning about so-called social justice and, and other political objectives. Uh, the other thing, truthfully, is that, you know, people are, are paying attention. And uh, while, you know, while what we did is maybe the first sort of comprehensive look at the so-called science behind race matching, when you tell people that, uh, you know, they need to be matched to the doctor, to their doctor on the basis of race, something I think sort of clicks in people and says, you know, this doesn't sound right or this doesn't feel right. People have a pretty good sense of when they're being lied to. So the amount of trust that they're destroying with with Americans is just, you know, it's astounding. And it's going to take years or decades to restore it. Hmm. It appears then that uh, this is... I mean, I know humans are naturally tribal. We are we are tribal beings, you know, just by uh, by nature. But this almost seems to be taking tribalism uh, to an extreme. And I, boy, when I go to the doctor, all I've ever cared about is that does that doctor know what he or she is talking about? You know, that's uh, right. that's that's and and sometimes I've had uh, some doctors that. Um, yeah, I, I didn't think they really knew what they were talking about, but that's my opinion. That's one way or the other. But it wasn't because, well, I can't trust that doctor because he's not white, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. I'm a white guy, right? You know, that that's that sort of thing. I never looked at it that way. Right. Um, boy, but but this is, are... but this is where it's going. This is where we are right now. It's all about yeah. the box that you fall in. 
And exactly, isn't this eventually going to? Wouldn't this eventually lead to essentially a uh, apartheid medical type system, where you know the quality of the uh, of your care will depend on your uh, on your color? I suppose could it be that that bad at some that point, would, Ian? It would seem to be the natural conclusion. I mean, if you really believe, or you really want people to believe that patients receive better care from a doctor of the same race, then uh, the natural thing would be to do that for everyone. So I don't know when or how or where this thing ends, but yeah, that that would seem to be the natural conclusion. Absolutely. Do you believe then that this is going to be this this situation where the medical schools are segregating in spite of the Supreme Court? Are there going to be lawsuits or are there being lawsuits filed right now about this? Well, we, we immediately filed an office for a civil rights complaint. You did? Um, against UCLA. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, it's a clear um, it's a clear violation of the 14th Amendment. And it was, you know, it was rectified overnight. They canceled uh, they canceled the session that was supposed to be held uh, this year um, where they where they do that racial segregation. So, yeah, the you know, unfortunately, the courts are going to have are going to have to have a role to play uh, because people can't just sort of uh you know, do the right thing or, or do the common sense thing here. But yeah, there, there has been, um, you know, we have filed, we filed these complaints before. Unfortunately, I'm sure we're going to have to do more of them. Hmm. This is, um, I'm sorry to say that this, it sounds a little depressing and, and concerning because every time you go to the doctor, you just want to think that a doctor is there because of competence. All right. That's all you care about. And we're hearing about this uh, infecting engineering because mathematics is racist. You know, that, that, these are right. the kind of uh, things like that. A society can't withstand this kind of stuff. And, and, and of course, I don't know. Maybe, maybe what the race, uh, what the racists in the medical system are trying to do, Ian, is just get us ready for the brave new world in which your doctor will be artificial intelligence. Because uh, you know, if they're going to be training people. Uh, by by this, that uh, if you're black, you can only be seen by a black doctor. If you're Indian, you can only be seen by an Indian doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you, you might as well just have Alexa be the doctor as time goes on. I, I hate to put it that way, but am I am I wrong to say that maybe that's what they're trying to do? But, oh, we're going to tick all the boxes, but Alexa, what should I do with this patient? I don't know. What do you think? With the, with the state of medical training right now, you might prefer Alexa as your doctor. Yeah. Well, yeah. And uh, that... Uh, it seems to be part of the. I hope that. I hope you are successful in challenging all of these uh, these issues. So you've sued this one school. Are there other schools that are going to need to be attacked here? Uh, and are there any medical schools which are actually doing the right thing at this point in time? You know, which which medical schools are the good ones uh, that you that come to mind, and which ones are uh, being naughty still? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. I- I can't necessarily off the top of my head think of the gold standard. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of other, you know, naughty ones, as you allude to, uh, a really problematic one is UC Davis. UC Davis, uh, okay. Yeah. California prohibited affirmative action decades ago, so it's Prop 209. And UC Davis devised essentially a workaround to continue to implement affirmative action into their medical school. In other words, it's against the law, it's against the rules, so we just change the rules is what we do. We, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm. But, but now, and it was reported in the New York Times that you have more than 20 schools who have reached out to UC Davis to ask about their system. 
So oh, really? they, they, de- they developed the workaround, and now other schools are going to be emulating it. Okay. Hey, keep at it, Ian. I really appreciate your group uh, and the work over at Do No Harm. It's donoharmmedicine.org. And so you filed this suit. Uh, please stay in the loop or keep us in the loop on this one. I get your emails all the time on this one. And uh, I'll also link to your Fox News opinion piece, which is uh, quite excellent. And it is uh, very shocking. And I can't help but wonder, could you see the day? I mean, if this if this continues to grow, if, I mean, this is an infection. This is a cancer in the medical system itself. Could you see the day coming in which people will only want to see older doctors that didn't come up out of this system? What do you think? Oh, I think that's that's here. Uh, it is. You know, if, if you yeah, sure. If you talk to people or or read comments online, this this is becoming a popular idea that uh, you know you, people only want to see doctors now who are over the age of forty or over the age of fifty. Yeah, we're we've we've already arrived at that, unfortunately. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I have a cardiologist. Uh, I have one doctor I see, and uh, she escaped from Romania from communism in Romania. And she uh, talked about it, and, uh, and boy, she'll just tell me what she's thinking. I, I I really love her, and she's saying that. Listen, you know, I I escaped communism, and uh, you know the tyranny there, and I'm seeing the same thing being built here. And I think this right. uh, this uh, woke medical system is is part of it. Would you, would you agree with her for evaluation of that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I and I think this is common often where you see actually these immigrant doctors who are much more sensible. You know, they, they come to the United States with the idea of practicing medicine, and they really think this is going to be a field that's guided by by rigor and common sense and mm-hmm. excellence. Um, and, you know, I, it, unfortunately, obviously, that's becoming not true. All right. Ian, continue that fight. We'll continue to support you. Let us know what's going on. Ian Kingsbury is research director at Do No Harm do no harm medicine.org. I'll put the information up for Ian and his op-ed piece on KMED.com on my show blog. Ian, thank you very much and uh, and stay well. I don't want you to have to go see a, a woke doctor. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. Appreciate right. it. Take care. Thank you, Ian. It is uh, 658 at KMED and KCMD. The much-anticipated Wipeout Hunger event is back. Bring in 40 ounces or more of peanuts, sun, soy, or almond butter, and 10 ounces or more of jelly to Kelly's Automotive Service in Grants Pass or Medford, and we'll exchange that for a pair of wiper blades installed on your car valued up to $35. This is a great deal for you and the hungry of Southern Oregon. Wipeout Hunger runs from January 15th until February 16th. Kelly's Automotive Service, where we service your vehicle, but take care of you and Wipeout Hunger. It's 2024, and I want to help you buy a new Ford or new-to-you certified pre-owned vehicle. Joel here from Butler Ford and Truck Center with the New Year discounts and low-rate financing. Let's make your new Ford an F-150 XLT 4x4, where I've got 60-month financing at 3.9%, plus 5,500 in total discounts and rebates. One more time on that rate, 3.9 for five years. That's how Ford trucks cost less in Ashland. I've got low rates and big discounts on Ford Escapes and red-hot Ford Bronco Sports. The Bronco is a fun one to drive. Come check it out for yourself in Ashland. I'll show you. I've got acres of Fords and certified pre-owned, so come down and we'll help you find the vehicle and payment that are, well, right for you. Remember, Butler says yes to low interest rates. Butler says yes to big discounts and rebates. Butler says yes to giving you more for your trade. Remember, Butler Ford and Trucks we're only 12 minutes south of Medford, right off of exit 19, where you already know we've got your truck, your SUV, your certified pre-owned, and electric vehicle. Discount after all four rebates and dealer discounts. 16 other payments and 1837 for 1,000 financing credit. 
The Road Gardener is sponsored by Grange Co-op, and if you want to go organic, hey, that's great. However, see, organic fertilizers are not ready to use by the plant. They have to be worked on by soil bacteria to break them down into a usable form. It has to be in contact with the soil, and better if it's a couple, you know, an inch or two down. Call the Road Gardener live Saturdays 10 to noon and catch the Sunday morning encore at 9 on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. The Bill Myers Show is on 106.3 KMED and 99.3 KCMD. Can you imagine if racial disparity or racial identity would be used in everything else, not just your doctor? Well, you're black, you get a black doctor. You're Indian, you get an Indian doctor. You're Hispanic, you get a Hispanic doctor. Uh, Boy, you're mixed race. I don't know what we give you. Uh, (laughs) Whitey, uh, yeah, well, you you have to have white person. Otherwise, you're not going to get good medical care. And uh, could you imagine if that went into into other businesses too? And you know, you go into the credit union or the bank, and all of a sudden there's uh, you know multiple multiple races, and you only get to see because you'll have a better banking experience. Uh, I don't know; it's um, pretty nutty, pretty nutty time indeed. Well, speaking of the banking and the money and uh, and everything else, you know, you you certainly do see a lot of uh, you know cracks appearing in the surface. You know, thirty eight trillion in debt. It's okay, don't worry about it. Uh, the Fed will engineer a soft landing. Well, what if it can? What if there are issues that are coming in the future? Well, that's where physical gold and or silver comes into. You talk to my friends, Jay Austin and company, gold and silver buyers. I buy gold and silver not to speculate on and hope that, hey, I'm going to make a killing on it next week. No, I have a portion of, uh, of my money in the physical gold and silver because of the the just in case, the storage of wealth. How much? Talk to your financial advisor, Okay. But it's really easy to get it at Jay Austin. And, in fact, they have a brand-new website, which is just wonderful. It's fortunereserve.com. And you can remember that really easily by just thinking Federal Reserve, debt, 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 debt-based currency and things like that. And then Fortune Reserve, well, that's, you know, the real stuff, okay? So be prepared for anything that might be coming there. It, it, it store some wealth outside of the existing paper wealth system, okay? And go to fortunereserve.com, fortunereserve.com. They'll even deliver to your front door if you wish. Or you could go talk with Mark and Andrea and the crew at J. Austin & Company Gold and Silver Buyers, 1632 Ashland Street in Ashland and 6th and G Street in downtown Ashland. All right, jaustinbrokers.com. But remember, the main one for the buy, fortunereserve.com. Francine's here. Hey, Francine, how you doing? Conspiracy Theory Thursday. What's on your mind? Oh, good morning, Bill. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to comment regarding the, you know, the topic of, you know, racially matching to your doctors or whatever. I mean, the whole racial thing for, for probably the last two or three decades, whenever I'm filling out a form, particularly a, a government form or Medicare or whatever, things like that, you know, yeah, I refuse to tell them what my race is. You, you do? Know? Not that it's. I will not fill that out. No, in fact, there are times hmm. when I actually put a big X across the whole entire thing and I write in there, it doesn't matter. I mean, I get so disgusted with that. It's like, why does it matter what my race is? Well, you know, sometimes in medical treatment, it can have a uh, a, a, a basis of fact. There are some differences biologically in some cases. Like, well, let's just, take, I, well let's just take sickle cell anemia as an example. You know, I'm not talking about, well, first of all, when you go in and see your doctor, once you get once you filled out the forms and you meet the doctor, if the doctor can't figure that out, that you're whether you're black or white, 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. I, I yeah. suppose. Okay. I suppose. All right. Fair enough. No, so it, it's just, it's just, I'm just tired of, of, you know, I mean, I've, I've been doing this for like almost 30 years now just because I, it insults me. It insults me. And, and when they ask for a male or female, now I'll admit sometimes that does matter in terms of medical stuff, obviously, but whenever they have anything more than just male or female. Oh, do you, have you ever seen like birthing person? They ever say that? Just I don't know if I've seen birthing person, but I've seen other, uh, uh, you know, oh, and, other. And, and things like yeah. I mean, it, it's just I will not. I I cross I cross that out too. Okay, well, what we need is about you know for, what we need is about uh, forty two other boxes there, just so you can describe uh, just how screwed up you are to the system. Well, okay, you know, Bill, it's just it's a it's a really small thing, but it's it's like not playing the game. Yeah, in other words, you, you protest you know? by not. Well, you're not going to engage the lie. You're not going to live that lie. Exactly. I will not. I won't. I won't play. I. You know. I don't like their game. I'm not going to play it. I like it. Good call. Thanks for that. Seven seven zero five six three three. Let me go to line one. Hi, KMD KCMD. Good morning. Yeah, Joel here from the Iron Gate. Hey, Joel. Okay. Uh, on the on the on the big news of worldwide, you know, Howard Bloom uh, on coast to coast last night with uh, Chuck. I mean, you know, N- Nori. Okay. Uh, yeah. Gr- yeah. Yeah. Anyway, why why does your dog always start barking when you finally get on the show? Hey, 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 hey! Isn't there isn't yeah. there isn't there a plastic bag you can give him to play with or something while you're on the show? Just kidding. All right. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, anyway, North Korea's declared war on South Korea. Who has? And they're and they're willing to use nuclear weapons. Who has? North Korea. North Korea has declared, uh, well, hey, uh, don't worry. Hey, don't worry about the Iron Gate problems. we got bigger things coming, okay? Yeah. Well, anyway, on environmental news in California, the good thing is a judge struck down the uh, the Delta Tunnel, which is a huge monster uh, thing that Governor Newsom was trying to push. To oh, wasn't that, wasn't that about sucking the water out of Northern California, including— Exactly. Uh, oh. In a giant, like, 20-foot tunnel that goes to L.A., yeah, and 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 a, and a judge struck it down. I haven't read. Right. Could, could you could you send me a link to that uh, on uh, yeah, Bill dot com? Send that. I'll I'll look up that story. Thank you for letting me know. That is interesting. If a judge struck that down, because boy, that was uh, that was one of the big old scamos. We're going to take the dams out. We're going to make sure it's easier for uh, uh, for Southern California to suck the water out of Northern California. And it, people were talking about that on Conspiracy Theory Thursday for a decade or more here. Yeah. yeah. All the right. More, the only thing more boondoggle is the high-speed train from L.A. Isn't that the one they spent about two or three times as much, and it's not like one-third the uh, the distance? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Thanks, Joel. It's uh, 770-5633. Join in. You're on the Bill Myers Show. Let's uh, catch up on the rest of the news now.